Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Weekday Wednesday, Tucson, Arizona's number one online radio podcast about all things medical cannabis. Your host, Bellstar. And the Cannabis Kid. Our show features news, interviews, and all the latest information about anything and everything medical cannabis related in Tucson, Arizona, and and the world at large. We'd love to hear from you. Please give us a call live at 646-915-8421. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on all social media, or email thctucson at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Tumbleweeds Health Center and Studio C, along with our many sponsors for hosting our show every week. With the lowest price certifications in town, you'll find hemp products, accessories, and all things related to medical cannabis education. Visit Tom Louise Health Center at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard or online at com. And remember, be smart, be safe, and educate. Alright, welcome to Weed Day Wednesday, everybody. Yeah. Oh my gosh, March 15th. I can't even believe that. That is crazy. March 15th. We are, oh my lord, almost quarter done with the year already. What? That is crazy. Yeah. Let's see. For the besties, how many days until Christmas? 285 days until Christmas. All right. Welcome to Weekday Wednesday. How is everybody out there today? Kitties are all running around. Kind of a foggy day. I think it's supposed to be kind of foggy for, uh, most of the week here. Anywho, what you smoking this morning? Or vaping? Or eating? Or tincturing? <laughs> or uh, weeding? What are you weeding this morning? Tuesday, Wednesday. Welcome. All right. It is a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Just kidding. I won't go there. How is everybody? I have a fun video we're going to listen to today, but first we want to give a shout out to Tumbleweeds Health Center, 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. Come get certified. It's only, what, 34 cents a day? Something like that? It's crazy. And then you save so much money in taxes. It's insane. They charge like 25.1%, something like that. And then uh, and that's for recreational. And you don't get as much and you don't get the the um, the strength either. You can't get as strong a medicine um, like RSO. I don't think you can get that recreationally. Oh, and I don't think you can get tinctures at a lot of places recreationally either. Um, whoa, just had a phone call. I had to deny that one. Um, but yeah, so in the medical program, um, you can get as high a strength as you need, like thousands of milligrams. It's crazy. 
but some people need um, strength that high because they've got a lot going on in their system and they need that ultimate dose of RSO maybe, Rick Simpson oil, uh, Phoenix Tears, Fico, I don't like the name Fico, that sounds bad, full extract cannabis oil, just it's cannabis oil, it's full cannabis oil, full on, it's leaded, not decaf, it's not the decaf weed. That'd be the hemp and CBD, which you can get at Tumbleweed Cell Center and the Good Leaf at 6224 East Speedway Boulevard. Cruise on down. Go down and get some new, beautiful, fun products down there. Um, yeah, so if you want to get certified in Arizona, you can do so. Um, you can do it in person. You can do it. Um, some people are still very... Uh, sensitive and they don't want to risk getting COVID again so you can do telemedicine we've made it a lot easier for telemedicine you go to the section it says fill out form here click it and away you go fill out your telehealth intake and consent form upload your documents it's very easy um, but if you want to get certified and you want to know what you can get certified for in the great state of Arizona uh, you can get certified for PTSD. That's one um, condition that the state of Arizona requires an annual letter from your doctor. Cancer, glaucoma, AIDS, those, of course, you're going to have um, letters from your doctors for that. Chronic pain, um, a lot of people just don't go to doctors for that, but they have chronic pain, which, according to the state, is 60 days or more of the same chronic pain, but that includes, like, Oh, gosh, arthritis, migraines, IBS even, leg cramps. I mean, all sorts of headaches. You, you name it. There's DDD, your back pains, all that. Uh, severe nausea. And you can get that just from medicines you're taking. I'll explain that. Uh, seizures, all seizures, including epilepsy. HIV, hep C, ALS, Crohn's, agitation of Alzheimer's, dementia, all the different types of Alzheimer's. I'm sure you all have records for that. Cachexia wasting syndrome, severe and persistent muscle spasms, including multiple sclerosis. And um, that would also include Parkinson's and conditions like tremors and things like that. So you're eligible for a medical cannabis card if you suffer from a chronic or a debilitating disease or a medical condition or just the treatment of that chronic or debilitating medical disease or medical condition that causes any of the above conditions. So if you are, if you don't see your, or didn't hear your name on the list there, because you can see it, tumbleweedcellcenter.com, you can actually get certified if something's causing something on that list. So if your treatment, your medication, whatever you're doing is causing that, you can get your card for that. If you suffer from one of these medical conditions and have been diagnosed by an Arizona licensed physician, medical cannabis may help relieve your symptoms. Tumbleweeds Health Center is Arizona's premier cannabis certification health and education center. Our primary focus is to help the patients of Arizona obtain their medical marijuana card and educate everyone about medical cannabis. With current medical records, approval is a simple process. Contact Tumbleweeds Health Center to see if you qualify for your Arizona medical marijuana card. That's right, 520-838-4430. Give us a call. You can even email us at thctucson at gmail.com. And if you go to the website at tumbleweedtelcenter.com, you can actually fill out a little form online and get to us that way. 
Um, I, I don't know. I hit something and now uh, I can't get back to my sound effects. Oh, there we go. Gosh, that is tricky. Boy, that's tricky. Wow. Oh, that's just crazy. Um, anywho, give us a call. Come on down. You, we accept uh, walk-ins for sure. Um, and just call us and come down and we'll see you. All right. So let's see what else is going on in the world. Let's see if there's anything happening that we want to know about in the great state of Arizona. <laughs> I'm giggling because Mike Tyson launched a vape pen. <laughs> That's funny. The Tyson. Oh, all right. Let's just read about it because why not, Mikey? <laughs> Two powerhouses. Grenco Science, the G-Pen, the leader in advanced technology cannabis vaporization, and Tyson 2.0, the legendary boxer, entrepreneur, and advocate, Mike Tyson's cannabis brand teamed up to introduce a palm-sized portable dry herb vaporizer. Wow, nice. Mikey, I like it. Dry herb, look at that. And it, Well, in his hands it looks small. Geez, but a Chevy would look small in that guy's hands. Uh, the Tyson 2.0 G-Pen Dash allows consumers to experience their favorite strains in a fresh take on G-Pen's essential vaporizer in Tyson's 2.0 signature colorway. Yeah, orange. The Tyson 2.0 G-Pen launches in stores nationwide March 1st. Ooh, 2023. I wonder how it's doing. We should get some. Oh, we can't. Oh, no, we can. We can have them. You have to put your own herb in it. <laughs> Well, combining our signature strains and Grenco's state-of-the-art technology, we've developed the Tyson 2.0 G-Pen Dash to provide an elevated consumption experience that's accessible to the masses. It's a privilege aligning with Grenco to continue fulfilling our mission of delivering high-quality cannabis products, said Mike Tyson, Chief Brand Officer and Co-Founder of Tyson's 2.0. The collaborative vaporizer is the perfect marriage of G-Pen's signature technology and Tyson's 2.0's powerful iconography. Pre-programmed with three temperature settings, the Tyson 2.0 G-Pen Dash is engineered for an intuitive and satisfying experience. It features a glass-glazed stainless steel heating chamber. Ooh, where's my ooh? That's a good one because those vaporizers taste like pop burnt popcorn to me. It's a very, very strange um, <laughs> taste. Hmm. All right, um, and it's combined with the clean air source and integrated air path for unsurpassed flavor and vapor protection production from your favorite Tyson 2.0 strains. The Tyson 2.0 G Pen Dash retails for $79.95 and will be available stores and nationwide and online at gpen.com. Wow. Yeah, I wonder why. That's interesting. Oh, and there's Mikey sucking it in and puffing it out. Sign up and save. That's funny. No, as they won't even. Oh. Boy, this website is harsh, man. They won't even let you get to the get to the story. Wow, it is kind of small. Let's see, though. I mean, in the average person's hand. Seriously, again. <laughs> Let's see, magnetic mouthpiece with an integrated air path, glass glazed stainless steel heating chamber. Lightweight, durable, three temperature settings, indicated by the light color. Hmm, pass-through charging via micro USB. 
very nice. And you get a little kit. What's in the box? You get the pen. You get a G-Pen tool with keychain. Nice. I love the little tools. And a USB charging key. That's nice. It's a nice little box. Download the user manual. All right. Right on. Check it out. Okay. Let's see what else is going on in the world. Medical cannabis bill passes in Kentucky Senate Committee. All right. Let's see. We're trying to find out where is our um, AZ. Oh, no. That's not it. AZMarijuana.com. Where'd you go? Oh, you didn't take me to a separate page? Nope. All right. News. Trying to find out what's going on in Arizona for you guys. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Well, of course, the majority of voters say cannabis should be legalized federally. Come on now. Okay. Oh, well, um, let's see. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we read about that last week. The Arizona Senate approved uh, the Senate approved free um, marijuana cards for veterans if in that bill passes. All right. Let's see what else. Okay, let's see. Arizona uh, to get a new brand of cannabis pre-rolled personal packs. Interesting. I wonder how they do that. Pre-rolls have taken over America. They claim nearly 15% of sales of cannabis in 2022, of all sales. And that number is growing. It's no wonder why... uh, It's no wonder why spend all the time to say nothing of the mess when... A brand can give you a perfectly rolled and packed joint that lights up like a dream. However, the sad truth for many pre-rolls on the market is that the weed inside is often the worst quality. Yep. Shakes, stems, leaves. When it's already ground up, there's no way to know what's in that doobie. Thankfully, the days of trading quality for convenience are over. 22 Red, the cannabis brand founded by System of a Downs, Shavo Ajajan, I don't know is bringing artisanally constructed pre-roll packs to Arizona dispensaries. Each uh, one is loaded with half gram of radically premium indoor-grown flour that you would be proud to share or keep all to yourself. With seven pre-rolls in each pack, that totals a full eighth of mind-blowing bud, the same amount and quality offered in 22 Reds flower jars. Talk about an all-around win. No trim. No shake, no sugar leaf, no garbage. Nothing is sacrificed by the brand to create these packs. They are the true intersection between convenience and quality. As each personally sized joint is handcrafted with the same obsessive standards that 22 Red demands for all their products. You won't find a better pre-roll in the Southwest to say nothing of the sleek carry case house these potent terpy little gems. 22 Reds. Pre-roll personal packs are launching with six unique and wildly delicious strains, 22 Red So Delicious, Kush Cake, Mendo Breath, OMG, and Oreos. Silver Sister has just arrived. Elvis has left the building. We didn't. These donuts. Uh-oh. Better than donuts? Oh, oh, a coffee cake mess. Thank you. (laughs) Who doesn't like a coffee cake mess? All right, well, there you have it. Ooh, that's a lot of sugar on top. Mm. All right. Yep, I just ate on air. Uh-huh. All righty, then. What else is going on in the world? Well, 
Um, let's see. Oh, did we talk? Oh, did we talk about the Arizona cannabis? Edibles brand launches a new premium gummy. It's the pure, these little pure ones. Are those the ones that break in half? Are those the ones like they're scored and you can make a little squares, squares of things? Just close your eyes, shut off the day, and count some sheep. While those suggestions seem straightforward, getting quality sleep is unfortunately not always that simple. In fact, a recent study from the CDC reported that <laughs> close to 70 million Americans now suffer from chronic sleep deprivation. And while these numbers seemingly continue to rise, so do the number of supplements that promise relief. Pure Edibles, an Arizona cannabis company known for creating full-spectrum candy chews and flavor-forward gummies, has launched Berry Sleep. Through its namesake, Berry Sleep is Pure's first product to be formulated with a 2 to 1 THC to CBN ratio, allowing you to have a deeper sleep state for longer periods of time. Berry Sleepy. (laughs) Berry Sleepy. Uh, like all of the Pure's top-selling signature gummies, is handcrafted in small batches with the highest quality ingredients that deliver a dependable, optimal experience for customers. Berry Sleepy is, is low in sugar and made with pectin, allowing its benefits to kick in faster than other products on the market. The Sleep Support Gummy is also vegan and gluten-free. Quote, everyone needs a good night's sleep, and so many of us are relying on over-the-counter supplements and prescription medications to do so. Ryan Hermansky, co-founder of Pure Edibles. Those products have their purpose, but we wanted to provide an alternative that focuses on clean ingredients, is consistent and extraordinarily effective, and that's what Berry Sleepy is. Pure was created by brothers Ryan and Brandon Hermansky and their longtime friend Doug Daly after opening their award-winning dispensary Noble Herb in Flagstaff, which they still co-own and operate today. It's there they noticed a distinct gap between high-quality products and accessibility. Determined to disrupt the status quo, Pure was launched in 2015. Since then, they have been steadfast on delivering superior products at affordable price points. Quote, Our experience in co-owning and operating both a dispensary and an edible product line has allowed us the opportunity to really understand what our customers demand in their products. Very Sleepy is a direct response to that. The CBN and THC work synergistically to create a gummy that allows a restful sleep and doesn't leave you groggy like some over-the-counter supplements. It's a powerful product you can feel good about using. In addition to Very Sleepy, Pure will continue to expand current offerings and new seasonal flavorings in dispensaries across Arizona. The company has recently moved its production from their dispensary, Noble Herb, to a larger production and distribution facility in Phoenix to accommodate and uh, exceed consumer demand. You can check them out at pureedible.com. There you have it. Send me a sample. Bring it on down the tumbleweeds. I wouldn't mind trying that one. I like their gummies. Their gummies. They taste more like, um, and they're not sugary. They taste more gummy-y than, I don't like the gelatinous. The, there's some that, 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 are, that you bite it and it's just like, 
you don't really want to continue eating it, you know, because it's that weird. But I like theirs. Oh, yeah, it is. It's the ones that are scored. You were right. Yep, I like those. So you can send me some. <laughs> I'll accept them. Alrighty then. Let's see what else is going on in the world of high times. Anything going on in New York? Uh, oh, yeah, Mississippi farmers pivot from hemp to pot. Oh, okay. I thought that would be the other way around. Malaysian uh, politicians say weed-infused products addressed to them isn't thirst. Ah, right. <laughs> Connecticut cannabis sales top $18 million in February. Oh, Texas committee unanimously votes to pass a decriminalization bill. Hmm. Okay, here we go. All right, for all you hook'em horns, a decriminalization bill recently passed in a House committee which would reduce possession penalties help expunge cannabis convictions in Texas. Yeah. Last week, the Texas House Criminal Jurisprudence Committee voted 9-0 to to pass a bill that would decriminalize small amounts of cannabis. This was the first hearing for House Bill 218, which is sponsored by uh, Rep. Joseph Moody, who is also chair of the Criminal Jurisprudence Committee, as well as Rep. Harold Dutton, Charlie Guerin, Rafael Anchia and Briscoe Kane. Quote, I've been on a journey with this one. The essence of the bill is really simple, even though the language may be a little bit confusing. <laughs> of course, they all are, Moody said at the hearing on March 7th. According to the Dallas Observer, there are tens of thousands of arrests for personal use possession in Texas annually, and those cost our state hundreds of millions of dollars every single year. Seriously, not to mention countless hours of law enforcement and prosecutor time. They also tag people, mostly young people, with criminal records that create lifelong obstacles to jobs, education, housing, and other opportunities. That's an awful investment and an awful outcome any way you slice it. If passed into law, HB 281 would lessen penalties for cannabis possession, according to the bill text. A Class C misdemeanor applies to possession of one ounce or less and wouldn't lead to arrest. A Class B misdemeanor applies for possession of two ounces or less, but more than one ounce. (laughs) Okay. And a Class A covers the possession of four ounces of cannabis, but more than one ounce. Okay. Moody explains that these changes will help prevent people from getting arrested for small amounts of cannabis. House Bill 218 changes the system to to right-size the penalty, he said. Additionally, an individual convicted of one of these misdemeanors will be required to place uh, to be placed on deferred education community supervision. After completing the requirements of that, the record can be expunged of the conviction. Basically, the person who is given a ticket goes to court. They're assessed a fine. The court tells them you've got six months to pay and you need to stay out of trouble during that time. <laughs> If the person does their part, the court dismisses the charges and on a request of the individual, deletes the entire record of it. That person walks away lighter in the wallet but without any criminal record whatsoever. The only difference between this and previous versions of the bill is that it incorporates another effort that we've been working on side by side to create uh, parity between leaf cannabis and concentrates. In other words, When someone has a joint or a vape pen, we're going to treat them the same, which isn't the case under the current law. That's interesting. 
Advocates are optimistic that the bill would continue to progress, but it still needs to be scheduled for a hearing in the full Texas House of Representatives, followed by the Senate. Previously, similar bills, such as HB 63 and HB 441, passed in the House but were not passed in the Senate. There's a lot of hope for Texas on the cannabis front. A 2022 summertime poll showed that 55% of Texans support cannabis legalization and 72 support medical cannabis. Last November, residents in five Texas cities, including Denton, San Marcos, Killeen, Elgin, and Harker Heights, voted to approve decriminalization efforts. Recently in January, the Texas Department of Public Safety announced that it is taking applications to possibly expand the number of medical cannabis dispensaries in the state. Only three medical cannabis dispensaries have been licensed over the past three years. At the end of February, there were reports of law enforcement officers ignoring a cannabis decriminalization ordinance in the city of Denton. Hmm. Yeah, they kind of do what they want in Texas. Well, interesting. Well, well, well. Well, pretty soon. I don't know. How long do you think before our government just says, here's how it is, kids? Ten years? Probably. I would say another at least five, but um, probably ten. Oh, yep. Here's a bit of sad news. Um, we send our condolences to Raphael Mishum's family. He passed away at 92. Oh, it chokes me up. We've been talking about him for almost 12 years. You can think of you can thank Meshulam for the discovery of THC. Raphael Meshulam, the first person to synthesize THC, earning him the moniker the father of cannabis science, passed away. He was 92 years old, and his legacy will most certainly live on for centuries to come. The esteemed chemist is also called the father of cannabis research. Some of his additional game-changing contributions to drug science include isolating and synthesizing other cannabinoids such as CBD, CBG, and CBC. While THC, CBD, and CBG are basically household names now, that would be uh, that would not be the case if it weren't for Dr. Meshulam. So smoke one <laughs> for him in remembrance. Um, a medicinal chemistry professor at the Hebrew University of Jerusalem in Israel, his work laid the groundwork and got the ball, or blunt, rolling to prompt future uh, breakthroughs, such as illumination into the human body's internal cannabinoid receptors in the 1980s and 90s, as detailed in the 1993 academic paper titled Molecular Characterization of a Peripheral Receptor for Cannabinoids. How's that? Make sure you pay your respects as Dr. Mishulam's friends and fellow scientists are, scientists are as you pass the peace pipe around with your buddies. This is a very sad day for me, for the science community, and for the can, uh, cannabis community. Professor Raphael Mishulam, or, or as we called him, Ralphie, <laughs> was one of the greatest scientists I've ever met and was my teacher and mentor in many aspects. I truly believe he deserved a Nobel Prize, wrote David Mary, an associate professor at Technion, the Israel Institute of Technology, and one of Meshulam's colleagues. Uh, in a touching online statement, he wrote, 
thank you, Rafi, for all the great things you did and discovered in your life. And thanks for all the help and support you gave me. Rest in peace, my dear friend. Born in Sofia, Bulgaria in 1930, Mishulam and his family relocated to Israel where he began studying chemistry. His inspiration to start uh, his successful hunt for THC began after wide observance of other drugs' mechanisms. In an interview with uh, CNN in 2014, Mishulam pointed out that, quote, Morphine has been isolated from opium in the 19th century, early 19th century. Cocaine had been isolated from coca leaves in the mid-19th century. And here we were, mid-20th century, and yet the chemistry of cannabis was not known. So it looked like an interesting project. According to the Natural Library of Medicine in 1964, he succeeded. And the story uh, behind how Mishulam obtained the cannabis he studied may surprise you. Uh, while working as a chemist in the early 1960s at the Wiseman Institute, Mishulam got some weed from the Israel police with his goal already in place to discover and isolate what makes pot psychoactive. Uh, discover and isolate what makes pot psychoactive. Once THC and other cannabinoids such as uh, CBD and CBG were identified in 1992, Mishulam and his team discovered the chemical. Uh, Arachidoniol ethanylamine, which you know as anandamide, derived from the Sanskrit word ananda, which means bliss. <laughs> anandamide is something our body's endocannabinoid system produces on its own if we are built to use cannabis and activates the CB1 receptor. Deeply, deeply passionate and hardworking, Mishulam continued his research right up to his death at the age of 88. At the Cannabis Conference CanMed in California in 2019, he announced another breakthrough, synthetically stable CBDA, the main phytocannabinoid in fiber and seed oil hemp, which contains anti-inflammatory, anti-convulsant, and anti-cancerogenic properties, and that's likely just the tip of the iceberg. We've taken the unstable acid molecules of the cannabis plant and synthesize them to provide a stable, consistent basis for researching new therapies across a wide range of medical needs. Mishulam explained at the conference he also used his stage time to encourage the scientific community to invest more in a cannabis research. As enough time has already been lost, citing the many people from the past who would have vastly benefited from uh, medical cannabis should have been available, did we have to wait 30 years? No. He said, we could have helped thousands of children, and we didn't. Rest in peace, Dr. Mishulam, and may everyone, lucky enough to uh, have access to the results of his work and the power of the plant, enjoy your medicine today. All right, we've got to rip one up for Dr. Mishulam. You know what else we got to rip up? Yep. Our chronic conditions. I'm a hunter, looking for 
my house Like what up, I got some good pot I'm just pumped up, got some herb from the pot shop Ice in my fridge, it used to be frosty My friend's like, damn, that's a stone-ass donkey Rolling in hella hot, looking like it's pizza time Dominating all my friends as I eat some chili fries Draped in a smuggie with my girl sitting next to me Probably shouldn't have had a big gulp full of ice tea but shit, it was 99 cents I'll be blazing and smoking it About to go and get some munchies next Passing up on those cracker jacks Reese's pizzas are where it's at Gotta get me some soda Pop cotton mouth has been creeping up I can't remember where I put my keys Yeah, that's what's up I'ma take your grandpa's ride I'ma take your grandpa's ride No, for real, ask your grandpa Can I take a 65? Seville cruising to my local Publix Nothing better than rolling with two super fly chicks They have frozen burritos I bought frozen burritos I bought some Ben and Jerry's And then I bought some Cheetos Hello, hello, my main man Obama A couple states have just reformed their laws on marijuana What you gonna do, send the feds there? Hell no, the DEAs would be like, aw, oh, they got volcanoes I'm gonna smoke some weed, only got $20 in my pocket I'm a hunt, looking for a pot shop, this is fucking know about the science of marijuana what you know about people suffering from glaucoma they need it they need it it helps them with their condition if you don't believe me then just ask some eye physicians thank your granddad for voting for that guy richard nixon is the president who made the plants illegal but science is now showing that it's medicine for people and the private sector fighting to keep all of that illegal alcohol and tobacco pharmaceutical prisons i'll take those four major lobby groups and fight those motherfuckers they're making money day and night all those motherfuckers and bribing congress out of sight all those motherfuckers They'd be like, oh, it's immoral and unhealthy I'm like, how many people are you making wealth? Anti-marijuana lobbies are making all kinds of profits And they don't want you to stop it because of all the special interests I call that getting swindled and pimped shit I call that getting tricked by the government That law's hella old So it's time to update it, regulate it, and then get it under state control Peak game, look into my political telescope Think it's gonna stay like this forever? Not hella won't Not hella won't Hey Obama, stop being a hypocrite. You used to smoke weed, fool. I'm gonna smoke some weed. Only got twenty dollars in my pocket. I'm a hunt, looking for a pot shop. This is fucking awesome. Let's end the war on drugs. It's time to pull the plug. These special interest groups are nothing more than corporate thugs. Let's end the war on weed. The people have agreed These special interest groups have kept these laws with for dummies. <laughs> ah, that's funny. Weeds tissue culture moment. Uh, cannabis seeds. Rejoice. Cannabis seeds are legal. What? What? OG cultivation expert Ed Rosenthal releases his own genetics. Oh. <laughs> Ed. Ed Rosenthal is a legend in cannabis. Let's see. We want to read about growing something. <laughs> Let's see. Well, how about weed for dummies? Ooh, reverse watering potted plants. Hmm, reverse watering. 
Well, that's interesting. Watering your plant is an art form. And, of course, a chore <laughs> that all growers need to be on top of. It is an essential skill when caring for your plants. And in this article, we will specifically discuss reverse watering potted plants. All right. Many growers have a hard time with the balancing act of watering their plants. Have I overwatered? Did I underwater? Is my water too acidic? Water can watering can be one of the trickiest parts of plant parenthood. This is true. My main tip for watering is do not water on a schedule. Instead, pay close attention to your plants, checking them once or twice a week and watering is needed. I'm an organic grower who uses living soil. I was taught by a pseudoscientist, Dr. Av Singh, who always says the plant should dictate when it's time to eat and when it wants a drink. With the use of living soils, the plant eats when it wants to eat without the grower forcing the plant to uptake nutrients. When we water from the bottom of the plant, this gives room for the plant to drink when it chooses and uptake the right amount of water it needs. The drainage holes in your pot allow the water to absorb into the soil over a period of time without oversaturating it. How do I water from the bottom? Well, this is a technique where you need a potted plant, must have drainage holes, water, and a saucer. Fill your saucer with enough water to reach the bottom layer of soil in your pot. Some growers like to use drainage rocks at the bottom uh, of their pot, so make sure that the water level is high enough to reach the soil. Keep in mind that particular medium absorbs uh, water differently. So soil absorb water faster than peat moss, so keep that in mind while you are waiting for the water to absorb. Place your pot into your saucer. As such, have a cute little picture. Give it some time. Let your plant sit in the bath for 10 to 15 minutes. You will notice that the water level in the saucer has gone down. An easy way to check if your plant has been sufficiently watered is by sticking your index finger a few inches down into the soil to see if it's moist. If the soil is still dry, wait a little longer. Remove your plant from the saucer. There may be some excess water left over. Do not add this to your plant because the soil did not want to absorb it. Discard of it and return your plant to its home. You may get a small amount of runoff, and that's okay. I suggest you try at least once and see if you find it more manageable. I do find every now and then it is beneficial to give a top watering because the top uh, layer of soil can get very dry and form a crust-like layer. And some bugs like that too. Oh, so the benefits of bottom watering? Promotes overall root growth as it uh, forces the roots to reach down for the water. Helps prevent fungus gnats who thrive on the top layer of wet soil. Prevents oversaturation of the soil. It provides an even distribution of moisture throughout the soil. Top watering can result in dry spots. Reduces the chance of over and underwatering and prevents splashing on the leaves. Sometimes when you feed your plants, the water can splash on your leaves, which can result in plant burning. When you bottom water, this is completely avoided. As for feeding from the bottom, it's the same concept, concept as feeding a plant how you would normally feed your plant. Add your nutrients to the water first and then feed from the bottom. If you are feeding with the top dressing, skip the bottom water as a whole. You will need the water uh, <clears throat> to leach the nutrients down into the soil. Happy growing. All right. I do that, though, with plants sometimes, you know. I've done it before. Bottom water. Let them dictate. 
what they want. All right. Let's see. Here is breeding for dummies. And this is how to make your weed plants screw. I don't weed plants make sweet sticky love <laughs> to each other just like your mammy and pappy did, albeit with a lot less grunting. What is this? Every time a weed plant gets I don't know. This is an interesting article. All right. So, no, I really don't want to read that one. It's just very inappropriate for those five and under. (laughs) All righty, then. Well, how about we go straight on to the, um, let's see, where is, uh, I had, no, that's how many days until Christmas. Oh, I have a video. Let's see if this works this time. I don't know if it will. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But we can try because it should go through the computer. This is Mr. Rick Simpson in his own words. theories of making him uh, his his Rick Simpson oil, RSO, otherwise known as full cannabis oil. Um, all right, then. We'll, we'll go on to reading some more news for you folks. Let's see. 842. Uh, in the meantime, let's give a shout out to Tumbleweed Cell Center. 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. Come on down. Get certified, folks. Get your medical cannabis card. 34 cents a day. Uh, save 18, no, 16% on your uh, sales tax. It's a lot of money. The rec program is 25%, and the rec and the medical program is 8.7. Um, yeah. All right. Now, go to tumbleweedtailcenter.com, and you can book your appointment right there. If you don't want to come into the office because you're still afraid of the cooties, uh, or your immune system's compromised, or you're just too far away. You can click the telemedicine button. It's super easy now. You don't have to deal with our online form. Finally figured that one out. (laughs) Uh, But if you have PTSD, cancer, glaucoma, AIDS, chronic pain, severe nausea, seizures, including epilepsy, HIV, hep C, ALS, Crohn's, agitation of Alzheimer's, cachexia, wasting syndrome, uh, severe and persistent muscle spasms, including multiple sclerosis, Parkinson's. Uh, and even if you don't hear anything on the list that you have, but um, you're getting a treatment for something that's causing something on this list, you can get your medical cannabis card. If you suffer from one of these medical conditions and have been diagnosed by an Arizona licensed physician, medical cannabis may help relieve your symptoms. Tumbleweeds Health Center is Arizona's premier cannabis certification health and education center. Our primary focus is to help the patients of Arizona obtain their medical marijuana card and educate everyone about medical cannabis. With current medical records, approval is a simple process. Contact Tumbleweeds Health Center to see if you qualify for your Arizona medical marijuana card. That's right. Give us a call, 
888-838-4430. You can email thctucson at gmail.com. Come down to 4826 East Broadway Boulevard and get certified weeks at walk-in. And you can also get your hemp and CBD products at The Good Leaf at 6224 East Speedway Boulevard. Check it out. All right, this I thought would be an interesting article. It's from the archives. Return of the Lady Dealer. She's all dressed fancy in pink with her little her long cigarette on the little pole. All right. Many people met their first lady dealer in High Times number one when we interviewed Lynn. Quote, a young New York City artist whose frank statements on dope dealing and sexism caused a flurry of letters to the editor. Apparently <clears throat> considerable controversy in households and dealing pads across the country. Then a year and a half ago, a lady dealer seemed like an unusual creature. Uh, now, the women's liberation movement has fostered a new force on the dope marketing scene, a growing army of lady dealers, <laughs> able to move through all levels of society and across borders at the doning of a skirt. Lady dealers are gaining new independence from a business once dominated by men, and more and more women are dealing with other women. A woman can deal dope as well as the next guy, it seems, and her clientele has been readied by years of consciousness raising. Lynn is a veteran of all this, and like many other lady dealers, she is gradually coming into her own. Dealing allows her to do things and see things that would otherwise have been off-limits. To a young woman who wants financial independence, dealing has the lure of quick money, quick weed, a good weed, and incredible freedom. Despite the controversy of our last interview, we invited Lynn back into the pages of High Times to talk once again about her life and the phenomena of the lady deal. Here's the interview with Lynn. Hi, Times. How is your life different now from a year ago? Lynn, well, last year I was still spinning from my split up with a man. Since then, I've become much more confident and secure about being on my own. I'm living in a new place, a totally anonymous apartment building uptown. I've changed my name, but I'm still doing the same thing, dealing. On the same level? Strangely enough, yes. For a while, I was dealing 5, 10, and 20-pound lots. Then the supply dried up, and now I'm back to dealing singles and fives, and, of course, ounces to those I choose to bother with, my friends. Any hassles with the police? Not directly. I was working for an association that got busted, but I wasn't there the night the raid came down, so I was safe. What do you mean by an association? This was a warehouse where assorted dealers would come and either buy or sell, sort of a commodities exchange. I was a broker. What did your duties entail? taking orders, filling them, counting money, recording transactions, and the usual social amenities that any broker has to go through with a client. Did you like working for the association? I loved it. I've never seen so much dope of all kinds in my life. As an employee, I was able to get it at a substantial discount. Did you encounter sex discrimination in your work for the association? Generally speaking, no. The association itself treated men and women as equally as they could. Some of the people we dealt with were pretty fucked up, though. For example, one time I went to deliver a sample to a dealer. He took it but refused to consummate the deal with me because he said he didn't deal with women. I went back and told the chairman of the association, and he called up the dude and told him that we wouldn't deal with him or with anyone on that basis and that he'd have to deal with an association uh, with women or be cut off. The dude quickly changed his mind. It sounds like the association was pretty powerful. Uh, not really. 
They were relatively small. Even their weights were small, but they were well organized. It was a business of the future. It was fun working with them. What happened? After the raid, which was brought down by an accident of some type, the association dissolved. How has the dope supply been lately? It's been harder and harder to get. Sometimes the price jumps $100 a pound in one day. I can't get weight anymore, even though I have excellent connections, but I've learned not to judge my success by the amount of weight I move. The amount of money is making, I'm making is the real index of success and the time and hassle it takes. I'm much more pleasure-oriented now instead of success-oriented. Why is that? Because I think now I have more security, more confidence in my ability to survive, knowing really, um, knowing really knowing and accepting that my survival is covered, I can lay back and reevaluate my scene. What has that meant in your case? For one thing, I've cut off a lot of people who were annoyances to me, people who had psychological problems that surfaced in the way they dealt with me. You know, picky people, people who tried to cut corners, pull the rip off, people who didn't pay their debts. I consider this kind of behavior a manifestation of psychological problems. <laughs> Another way that I've changed my scene is that I don't let dealing dominate my life the way I used to. People used to call me at all hours of the day and night. I waited and kept other people waiting for hours. There were con- constant phone calls back and forth about availabilities, price, descriptions, delivery, arrangements, and so on. Now I refuse to even talk on the phone. People come over, bring money, do a, dra- a transaction on the spot. If I tell them to come over, then I have the stuff. If I don't call them, they're instructed not to bother me unless they have something to sell. As you might imagine, it's sort of a seller's market, so I can get away with this, which is good because before, my whole life was built around dealing. Now, I deal only in the mid-evening and never on weekends. I find that I move much more dope in the long run at much greater profit with minimal hassle. No incriminating phone calls. I have put dealing in proper perspective. It's an important part of my life, but not all pervasive. I spend a lot more money on myself rather than reinvesting it in, quote, the business. And I try to plan ahead to have nothing but a good time. Do you think women have been feeling this dope shortage more than when, uh, more than men? Well, it's probably true that women have had less dope to deal and smoke lately than men, but men feel the pinch more. They need it to boost their egos and to treat their girls. <laughs> are women doing anything to alleviate the shortage? In my case, I have arranged with several other women to score weed for me and transport it back here to the city. One of them sits on the source of supply. Another one does the courier service, and I do the selling. I also understand that you're putting a smuggling trip together. I'm trying. I hire a captain and a crew, and we have a boat, and I picked a connection in Jamaica. All we're waiting for now are all the pieces to line up. Uh, if it works out, maybe we can do an interview with a lady smuggler. Either way, either that or a lady inmate. <laughs> do you think there are more women dealers than two years ago? Definitely. Why? The same reason there are more women working in all other areas. Plus, one additional reason. Women are locked out of many conventional jobs. Many women are forced to work far below their natural level, but in dealing, you can go as far as you are able. Are you saying there's no sexism in dealing? Of course not. In fact, dealing is one of the last preserves of macho-dumb. The fact that it's a crime puts so many guys on a Bogart trip, and after all, it it is, you know, underworld. The dealing scene is never entirely free of 
plain violent human misfits that really need all the secrecy and sense of danger. But women can deal to other women, you know, and there are many, many dealers who are glad to buy and sell with anybody who has good weed at good prices. The outlaw nature of the business makes us all outlaws together. And there's a camaraderie that transcends for the moment the sexiest conditioning we're all given. It's nice. (laughs) Have you encountered any violence in the last year? No physical violence, although plenty of mental violence. What do you mean by mental violence? Oh, I guess I mean people who do cruel things that are just as unjust, destructive and intense as a smack in the mouth, like being ripped off in the middle of the night of dope. How do you deal with violence? What would you do if someone tried to rape you in the middle of of a deal? What would you do? It's never happened to me. Me neither. I think I'd throw up. Do you have any way of protecting yourself? Karate? A gun? No. The only thing I would use would be something incapacitating but nonviolent. I have a can of mace I carry in my purse. I've never had to use it. Anything that looks like trouble, I get away from it. There are too many safe and honest things to bother with fucked up people. Do you ever deal anything besides smoke? No. I like cocaine and I do it occasionally, but I won't deal it. The people into it are usually pretty heavy, and so are the laws, the cops, and the judges. I don't need it, so I don't take any risk. I don't have to. How about other kinds of dope? <clears throat> Mushrooms occasionally. I used to deal speed heavily in the mid-60s, but no more. I'm a weed dealer. <laughs> you think dealers smoke better weed than the public? There's no question about it. The dealers are, by definition, closer to the source of supply, and there's an extremely limited supply <clears throat> of the very best smoke, and it's so expensive that Few people other than dealers can afford it. Little of the connoisseur-level stuff gets the public. I know that I smoke much better stuff than my non-dealer friends, unless they um, bought it from me. On the other hand, my connection probably smokes better stuff than I do. Has it been harder to get where you are because you're a woman? For sure. That's not nearly as rough in dealing as it is in the art world. It's much better now that I have some capital than it was a year ago when I needed credit fronted. I still see men getting better deals than me and get uh, getting preference and choice and so on, but smart businessmen don't fuck with me. Do women deal differently than men? Yes, I think they're into accuracy more. They live more by the code because they have no protection ex- except their honesty. Have you ever heard of lady dealers who were into violence? I've heard of instances of women taking on violence, but never of women initiating it. The only time I personally know of a lady involved in violence, it was an offshoot of a deal her old man had made. Do you think marijuana causes violence? (laughs) Only in bed. Have you ever noticed how much sexuality there is in pot smoking? You know, two men passing a cigarette back and forth, or hands touching, sucking on the joint, staring at each other. It's a very sensual situation, and I think one of the reasons dope smoking is popular is that it creates a sensual setting that is socially acceptable. Men can get into each other in a human way without being called queers. In dealing, gay people seem to be very accepted, for example. It's a form of oral gratification. Right. I consider it pure pleasure to smoke good weed, and it enables me to get down with both men and women. Are you bisexual? Not yet. Um, Did that interview with you in high times have much effect on your life? Very few friends knew it was me, so it had no effect in that manner. I mean, I could have been a minor celebrity if I wanted to be uncool, but I plan to stay in business, and people who do that don't advertise, at least not under their real names. But it had a definite effect on me. I think seeing myself in print made what I was doing more real and therefore more satisfying and easy to get a grip on. I've learned a lot from high times in the last year, 
I appreciate the fact that High Times seems to be trying to address itself to women as well as men. Would you want your children to be dealers? If I had children, I wouldn't object, but I think that marijuana would be legal by then. Other things may not be legal, and I, and I hope my children would do whatever they consider moral rather than what the law dictates. I do. Are you opposed to the social system uh, as it now exists? Definitely. And I'm dealing shows and dealing shows my opposition. I feel that as long as I'm opposing the system, I might as well be getting paid for it. In dealing, I can do that. But I'd do it for nothing if that's what it took to spread marijuana around. I wouldn't be so presumptuous as to say that marijuana is good for society. But I certainly feel the suppression of marijuana is bad for society. And there you have it, the marijuana lady dealer. Was an interesting article. Hmm. Sure, there's a lot of lady dealers out there in the world. Lady dealers. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. Lady dealers. You're listening to say high times. You're not listening to high times. You're listening to We Say Wednesday. All right, folks. We're going to be grateful and say thank you for tuning in. The show did not cut out. A whole show. Thanks for tuning in to Wednesday and Wednesday next week. Cannabis Kids said he'll be here. Silver Sister will be here. Uh, maybe Miss Little Mary Jane will even be here. Who knows? But we'll have more cannabis news for you right from the great state of Arizona in Tucson. And don't forget, folks. In case you missed it, only 285 days until Christmas. 285. Countdown. And as always, be smart, be safe, and educate. And thank you for tuning in to Wednesday, Wednesday. We are happy to have you here each and every week. Be good to each other. Smoke a lot of weed. In honor of Dr. Raphael Mishulam, we love you guys. Happy Wednesday, Wednesday.